ever thought to yourself, boy, what I wouldn't give for another $100? Well, you know what? I've got the answer for you today. Listen to the end of the show for the secret. Hey, it's Ken. Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast, Intentionally Designing a Lifestyle of Freedom. I want to start off the day with a quote of the day, something I have not done in quite a while. And actually, I've got two of them. I shared those on my Level Up Daily videos this morning. And the first one is from Martin Luther King Jr. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. I shared that in relation to creating extra income. Income, income, <laughs> creating extra income um, towards building side hustles, towards generating revenue that will fuel the life you love to live, that will create for you that lifestyle of freedom that we all want for ourselves and our families. If you have a picture in mind of what it is that you want, but you don't know how to do it, you know, that's the flying. And, and if you don't know how to achieve that. Start with a little baby step towards that. Start with a little thing, one thing you know that you can do to move towards that. Whatever it is you're trying to create, whether it's a massive business that fuels your lifestyle, something that you love doing, or whether it's passive income business or real estate, whatever it is, if you want to be a real estate mogul, but you don't know where to, what to do to get there, you can do one little thing towards achieving that. Sign up for a course online or contact your local real estate agent and ask about houses in the area. There is something you can do to move towards that. So it takes crawling, then walking, then running, then flying. The second quote I want to share with you is by Tony Robbins, life coach and speaker. He said, there is no such thing as failure. There's only results. Again, there's no such thing as failure. There is only results. Now, we often look at an outcome that we didn't want as failure, but really all it is is feedback because we wanted the result of seven and our actions were three plus two and the result we got was five. And we're like, no, I wanted a seven. Why did my three plus two not equal seven? Well, you have to go back to what it is that you did to get that result, to get that five and say, okay, okay, I understand now. Three plus two does not equal seven. I did something wrong. I have to change that to three plus four. Then you've got the seven. Do the right actions and you'll get the result that you want. All right, moving on. One minute income segment for the day. Side hustles. I talk a lot about this. But I've got one for you today. I put a post out on Facebook here recently asking what good side hustles are for teens. And I had a lot of great suggestions. You should definitely go check out that thread on Facebook. If I remember, I'll drop a link in the show notes and you can go read over those and add your own in there into the comments. But one that stood out to me was, I don't know why this hadn't occurred to me before, but I know you've seen all the shed the small storage barn companies popping up everywhere. Storage barns right now are selling like hotcakes. Like they are everywhere. Everybody is buying them. All the shed companies that build these sheds 
are booked out for months. Some of them are hundreds of barns behind. I just don't get it. But along with that, they also provide financing for these sheds. And sometimes when people can't continue or can't keep up with their payments, they have to go repo the shed. Well, what happens when they repo the shed? A lot of times there's still personal items in there. There's still items that belonged to that homeowner inside that shed. Well, they have to allow a certain amount of time for the owners to come get the items out of the shed. But after that, it belongs to the shed company or whoever they decide to give it to. So the idea that was thrown out there was get you a little truck and a trailer and drive around to all the shed companies and offer to clean them out for them. No charge. You can do that for free, and but you get to keep all the items. So sometimes you're going to have just a bunch of trash. The next time you might have stuff you can make thousands of dollars on by selling it. You might see stuff in there that's of great value to you. But give that a shot. I thought that was a really good one. Along with that, you'll be developing new skills. You'll be developing customer relations. You'll learn how to talk to customers, how to exchange value with people. You'll learn business development. You'll learn how to manage money better. You'll soon learn how to calculate, okay, if I have to drive a 100 miles to this shed company to clean out one building, on average, it's not worth it. I might have to clean out 10 buildings to get stuff that's valuable. And those that that 10th shed didn't earn me enough to cover all 10 trips. So I need to clean out at least two sheds per trip to there. You'll learn how to run those calculations and how to calculate the ROI or return on investment. So I hope that was a value to you. I hope you found that interesting. Definitely go check out that thread on Facebook and drop your own comment below on the uh, different side hustles that you've tried or that you've found to be successful. Today, I also want to talk about HR5. It is a bill that is in the house for review, I believe, something like that. Anyway, it's called HR5, the uh, Equality Act. And I'm going to read the summary here on congress.gov forward slash bill forward slash 117th Congress forward slash House Bill HR5, I believe is what it is. Anyway, this bill prohibits discrimination based on sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity in areas including public accommodations and facilities, education, federal funding, employment, housing, credit, and the jury system. Specifically, the bill defines and includes sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity among the prohibited categories of discrimination or segregation. The bill expands the definition of public accommodations to include places or establishments that provide exhibitions, recreation, exercise, amusements, gatherings, or displays, goods, services, programs, and transportation services. The bill allows the Department of Justice to intervene in equal protection actions in federal court on account of sexual orientation or gender identity. The bill prohibits an individual from being denied access to a shared facility, including a restroom, a locker room, a dressing room, that is in accordance with the individual's gender identity. Now, if that doesn't terrify you, that sound that, that doesn't sound too terribly bad. But when you really dig into it, it is it's discriminating against religious beliefs. It is basically 
taking away all rights of association with the people who you want to associate with, with I'm going to, I found another article, lc.org forward slash HR5. That's Liberty Council, a dangerous attack on religious freedom and free speech. HR5 is a bill that pushes the LGBT agenda on people and targets, Christianity in every area of life. Let me rephrase that. HR5 is a bill that pushes the LGBT agenda on all people and targets Christianity in every area of life, including the church. There will be an increase of instances where Christians and others are punished unless they violate their beliefs in order to comply with such a law. And that is just, that is just the beginning of unconstitutional chaos in America. This bill destroys bathroom privacy, which we already don't have. It would welcome both genders into every bathroom in America, simply based on, ooh, identify as whatever sex today. And there is no religious exemption to this bill. Listen to that again. There is no religious exemption to this bill. It demands that every religious adoption agency place innocent children in homes with adults involved in same-sex conduct. Property owners would be forced to accept renters whose actions violate their religious beliefs, including renting out a room in their home or private vacation home. Home-based businesses would be forced to hire and welcome LGBTQ people into their privately owned home even if they're trying to raise their children according to their own religious beliefs. And the repercussions go on and on and on. It's simply a continuing of the agenda that has been going on for much longer than any of us could possibly imagine. Multiple hundreds or even thousands of years. Many people see this as an attack by by the left or by non-Christians on Christianity or you know, it's, it's an attack on morals, but it goes back much, much farther than this. As a Christian, I believe this goes back so much further than most people even think of or contemplate. This goes all the way back to even before Christ died for us. Satan already had an agenda at that point to corrupt God's creation. That go, that went all the way back to the creation of man, to the creation of the earth and everything in it. It went all the way back to then when Satan came in the form of a serpent and tempted Eve. And he offered her the fruit and she took it and ate it. And Adam did the same. And the world has not been right since then. Anyway, check that out. HR5, just search that on your search engine of choice. Just look up HR5 and you can read up all about it. I want to tell you a little story. Right now, we have got chickens. Okay, we've always had chickens, like for a long time, probably 10 years. But we've got uh, broilers right now, which will soon, I believe in about four weeks, they will be going to what we so lovingly refer to as freezer camp. And then we will eat them. But anyway, they are still pretty young. And we had them in one cage for the last four weeks. And we'd move that around and then we'd let them out during the day and they'd come back in at night. Well, they were getting big enough and this pen had a floor there and they were getting big enough where they were starting to really make a mess in there. So we have a chicken tractor that does not have a floor in it and we wanted to start moving them into that chicken tractor. And so last night we set the new fence up, pulled that chicken tractor into place, opened it up, and waited till the chickens were about to bed down. And then we had to herd them about 30 yards to their new pen. Their old pen was gone. 
but they still knew where it had been and they were trying to congregate in that area. And so we had to try to herd like 50 something chickens, 30 or 40 yards to the new pen. Now with laying hens, they are pretty nimble and they can, they can move. They'll, they're halfway smart. You wave your hand in front of them, you know, you want them to go ahead you wave your hand out one direction and they go the other way and you can, you can kind of curve. You can kind of herd them in the direction you want them to go. Well, broilers are not that way. They're clumsy. They're not fast. They are stupid, but they are tasty. So that's why we put up with them. But anyway, these broilers, we would kind of bump them. You know, you take a stick and you tap them on the backside and try to try to herd them in the direction you want them to go. And you start getting the group moving that direction. Well, one of them sits down because he's tired of walking. And so you bump him and... He feels the little bump on his backside and he turns and tries to, I guess, see what's there and you bump him again and he decides to run straight ahead into the pain. Instead of moving away from what's coming after him, instead of moving away from the pain, he moves into the pain and suddenly they're no longer this slow, clumsy, stupid animal. They're this fast, nimble, stupid animal that you can't catch and if you try to grab them is likely you'll crush them. And so you're delicately trying to herd these things without, you know, kicking them like a soccer ball because you're so angry at them for not going in the direction they're supposed to go. (sighs) So lesson that I got from that is when you are moving in a direction life, when you are setting out on a course of action and pain comes, I'm not saying you should run away from the pain. I'm not saying you should run towards the pain. I'm saying evaluate what is causing the pain. Is this a warning sign? Is this something telling me that I need to go the other direction? Is this something telling me that I need to change my course of action? Or is this something that is a small obstacle that if I push through it, on the other side of that pain is something amazing? evaluate what is causing you that pain in life and then take your next steps from there. That's all I've got for you today. If you enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you would leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to your podcast and share it with a friend. Hey, I almost forgot. At the beginning of the show, I asked what you thought about, or if you have ever wondered to yourself or thought to yourself, wow, what I wouldn't give for another extra hundred dollars. I just, that would just get me through the week so much better. But you know what? I've got the answer for you. All it takes is a little bit of effort. Just keep moving forward. There's no such thing as failure. There's only results. Just keep moving forward. Keep trying, reevaluating, learn from the things that didn't work and try again. Try again. Keep going. Don't quit. You got this, all right? Okay, that's it for today's show. Do good work.